Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. John Martyr is joining me from First Bank today. He's a senior VP. They're located, uh, uh, his branch is located in Newport Beach, and he's a member of Provisors. And we're going to talk about the business of providing larger loans to mid-sized businesses. John's going to be talking about how a commercial banker can help you meet your business goals, whether they're growth, exit, acquisition, or the like. And without further ado, here he is. Thanks for joining me today, John. Bill, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. You know, uh, we've talked. We've uh, certainly been in provisors together, uh, groups like that, and I've I've noticed the great job that you do at First Bank, and I really look forward to hearing more about that. But first, would you tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background and a little bit about First Bank? Sure, yeah. Um, So I'm a a longtime Southern California guy. Um, Most of that time I've been in uh, Orange County, uh, raised my family here um, in the North Tustin area. Um, did my uh, undergrad at uh, USC uh, for the Trojans that are listening, and also my MBA. Uh, and both of those were in finance. Um, and I've really been able to kind of live out that training um, in my whole career, really, um, by being in the banking field, working with mid-sized, privately held businesses. Um, I also, in my background, I in the day, um, there were uh, some great traditional bank training programs. So you don't see that as much these days. Um, And Mm -hmm. so what I kind of got out of that was a very strong commercial credit underwriting side. So when I'm out with uh, clients, uh, you know, I'm a client-facing guy. Um, When I'm out with clients, they, they get the benefit of somebody that's got that, you know, that background. Um, the other thing I guess that's worth noting just about my background is we've had a couple of family-related businesses over the years. It's kind of an entrepreneurial side. And um, what I like about that is it really gives me the other side of the coin. I, you know, I, I get paid for being a banker, but um, I've also been an entrepreneur on the other side. And so it kind of makes me, instead of trying, I, I try not to speak banker to clients, I try to speak business. And I think that's really kind of grounded me to have that other little component um, uh, of, of being an entrepreneur. Um, yeah. Which, you know, on the, I, yeah, go ahead. I've heard that about, about um, your interactions with business owners and uh, the fact that, that you say a lot that uh, the bank, uh, a bank can help you meet business goals. A banker can help you meet business goals. And that's a little different than what somebody usually hears uh, for from a bank. And I'm wondering, uh, what do you mean by that when you say a banker can help you meet your business goals? 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, really, uh, to some extent, our industry has been commoditized um, by having so many, so much available on the internet. Um, there's a, a lot of lenders out there, not just people lenders, but the, you know, actually banks and other types of lenders. And so, um, you know, the classic example of that is, you know, within the first, you know, minute or so of a conversation, I can go, well, what's your rate? You know, or do you have this right. product? Do you have this, 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 and this? Um, and then so our industry has over time defaulted to, okay, I better be ready with the rate. I better be ready with the low rate. I better be ready with the, you know, low, you know, low prices to be competitive. Um, I kind of hope we're not doing that here. We try not to do that because really, you know, if we're going to be value-add to the client these days, we need to be helping them achieve their goals um, as, a, as opposed to maybe selling products. So, you know, for, and for privately owned businesses, which is most of our uh, activity, it, it involves, you know, both business goals, but the business goals also roll into personal goals. So, um, you know, what I mean by, you know, examples of that are, you know, I want to grow the business as an example. It may be a goal. I want to solve a problem in, in my business so that I can sleep better. Um, I want right. to bring my kids into the business. Um, I want to sell the business in three years. I mean, those are all examples of things that we that you, we need to know and, and really do want to know from the clients. Um, the bankers that know those issues um, and have enough experience to kind of know how to react to them can really be worth a lot. Yeah, I, I agree, and and I think a lot of business owners maybe feel that the maybe the bank that they're with is is certainly a necessary component of their business, but they're uh, in some ways reluctant to talk about things like exit planning to their bank because maybe they're afraid the bank's going to uh, pull pull in a line of credit or something like that instead of helping them expand to to exit in style. Uh, what would you say about that? Yeah, you know, um, the there there does need to be a, a trust factor, um, but I do think it is important and of benefit for bank customers, commercial bank customers, and these are these are businesses that these are not as, what I deal with is uh, typically businesses from 25 million to 250 million, so in revenue. So what what these they really need to have these topics on the table. Um, but I will say that it's important to consider the right timing and the right audience um, for you know for introducing those topics. Um, when you do introduce those, um, it's important to gauge the response too. If you've given if you give something enough time, it's important to gauge the response because if you're getting kind of a glazed look or um, or something on that order, you might not have the right bank rep. Um, mm -hmm. You might not have the right bank, or you might not have either one be right. Um, uh, so, I mean, it's it's good to have these dialogues on just kind of an ongoing basis. It um, doesn't have to be done all at once. You don't have to have some half day uh, half day meeting about all this. But it do, it is worth um, you know um, it is worth making that investment. Um, but it does take trust. Um, I would agree. And so you need to be you know you need to have some trust in your banker. Yeah, and uh, I guess a lot of business owners 
have the outlook that their bank is looking for a long-term relationship. So like you say, if you come in and say, hey, I've never met you guys before, but I want to I want to sell my business in two years, maybe they think a bank wouldn't be interested in that relationship, even if they do want to grow mightily over that next two years to maximize their sale price. But uh, for business businesses that have a relationship uh, with a banker and, and they want to change things up a little bit, what's the best way for them to get started? started with these conversations with the bank? Yeah, uh, certainly, uh, you know, certainly the way not to do it is I'm retiring tomorrow and my uh, son's taking over. <laughs> uh, right. did, the, I, uh, I, did I forget to tell you that? <laughs> yeah, um, that certainly can have kind of that jolt of uh, impact on the relationship. But, you know, kind of the better approach is really kind of it's a little bit longer view. Um, considering selling my business in three to five years. Um, part of the reason for that timing is to really allow the bank and the banker to sort of gauge the impact on the business, on their client, um, and then be able to offer suggestions such as pulling people in through provisors and, and, and considering looking at various uh, options to you know, to a full sale could be an ESOP or other types of things with an exit. Um, you know, the other thing I I really encourage is um, ha- have the banker bring some of their executives out um, and and meet with you on these key times. I think it's always good to have the banking team informed about that. Oftentimes, these uh, these executive level guys or the credit side or what have you are you know, have more experience, um, and uh, even if they don't, I think it's, you know, they're part of that decision process, and I think it's, it, it's worthwhile having, um, you know, having the, uh, having the team there. If the other reason for bringing it out early uh, and with, and with the testing the waters with other, other uh, folks inside the bank, if you're not getting a good feeling, you know, it, it, it may be time to kind of look for another bank that can kind of help you along the process. Great point. Now uh, let's uh, let's uh, approach another subject here, and that is that it's projected that uh, because of the number of businesses that are going to be going up for sale, mainly due to age demographics, in the next few years, uh, a large number of them won't be able to sell to an outsider. Maybe they'll look at an ESOP where they sell to all employees, and I know you guys get involved in that. But a lot of them will be saying, "I want to have a legacy business. I want to uh, ultimately turn it over to a few key people." maybe even my kids, uh, and how soon is, is too soon uh, for them to let you know about that, that type of a transition plan? Uh, how soon, you know, how, how much more likely would you be to be comfortable with that arrangement if you got to know those successor owners over a period of time? I think I think uh, you know the answer is the more time the better. Um, what um, what I see is some of these things take a long time. In other words, um, I, uh, uh, I, I one strategy, for example, with the kids is is to make sure that they've got the right training. Um, you know, if they right. if, if they've gone and done something at another company or they've been put through a, kind of a, a you know a family boot camp or or they've met with all the trusted advisors that are, are part of that company relationship. So um, I think that those take a little bit of time to accomplish um, for the business itself. So why not involve the banker? 
Um, the on an ESOP strategy, there's also a lot to do. Um, there's valuations. There's um, you know, lining up the financing. There's um, there's just a lot to do uh, with regard to a, a transition of the business. Um, and and I I think it's a I think it's always best to keep the banker informed. Yeah, I think uh, for a lot of these uh, business owners, there's there's a, a period of time when they're in what I call the uh, what do you call it the fitting room or the changing room. It, you know, if they're buying, they're going in to buy a, a new wardrobe. You spend a lot of time in the fitting room and the changing room to see if it looks good and if it feels okay, and then then you come out and, and start to work on it. Uh, in these kinds of situations, I would imagine that that you a lot of how the bank or a banker is going to react to a succession strategy is based on their feelings about the individuals that will be in in charge in the future, right? The future leadership of the company, and and the more that you can demonstrate that they are in a leadership development program, maybe even a peer group of some kind, or or that you've been able to have lunch with them and see that, yeah, this is an intelligent person. I like this person and we'll bank this person. That's good for the bank, too. That's going to prolong your relationship. So would you recommend that business owners uh, kind of uh, talk to you about the fact that, you know, they they're, they want to get on the path towards this uh, three to five years in advance? I would say, you know, that's ideal. I would say um, sometimes it's a little shorter than that. Um, um, you know, and, and, and banks can get up to speed fairly fast. I think a cycle, you know, again, I think that's an ideal cycle. Um, but, uh, you know, one to two years would be fine, too. I would not, you know, I think it needs to be a, a sooner than, you know, three months or, you know, those kinds of things. Um, bank needs to, your banking rep really needs to keep the bank informed about the management and the background and, and, and what they've done and what the new roles will be. Um, so, you know, um, it, it, it takes a little while. It, it, give it, you know, my advice to people would be give it some time. Give it some time. Okay. So let's move on to uh, tips and ideas and precautions. Uh, if you were uh, able to share a couple of brief tips, ideas, or precautions with our listeners about uh, their banking relationships and creating better relationships with their banks, what would they be? Yeah, I mean, I, I, we started to talk a little bit about, um, you know, when, if, if you sell your company, there's an, if you decide to sell your company uh, and you've been, you've founded it or you've owned it for a number of years, honestly, there's a lot of stuff to do. Um, and I think um, ultimately, uh, you know, you, you just need to be aware of that. And the reason you want to be aware of that is when you go to sell it, uh, you know, the people that make offers make offers for a perfect company. And if you don't, you know, if, if what they see, uh, what you showed them isn't what they're getting, they're going to retrade the price on you. So in, in order to really maximize your, your price, you need to invest a, a, a little bit in, in, and that could be looking at uh, everything from your, you know, your leases to your, IP um, to reviewing that to uh, looking at all the key areas of a business and marketing uh, uh, sales uh, you know your, your accounting staff and your the replacement you know what succession planning you've done within that business and and so mm -hmm. I would suggest not to um, I would suggest that you spend a little bit of money on that um, I tell you it, it would come back 
um, in in uh, in spades when you you know once you you know go to sell your company to have all these things kind of you know, get get some visibility on all these things. Um, I think the other thing too um, that is kind of a buzz uh, in our industry um, right now is that this economic cycle um, as of uh, you know mid 2018 um, has been going on a long way. Uh, and so, in fact, it, it, the economists tell us that uh, it's going to be the longest cycle, um, you know, in, in a while, uh, ever, uh, really, uh, since they've been recording these. And so, you know, that does mean that in the next couple of years, it's likely to have some kind of downturn. And so I think when you're looking at leverage, whether it's for, and you're looking at considerations of changes in your company and looking at loans that you might get today, um, it's very likely that you'll, those loans will still be around in, in, in the next downturn, next softening, let's say. So just be aware of that. I think that's uh, I think that's worth uh, considering these days. Um, and I guess my you know my always tip <laughs> would mm-hmm. be you know communication uh, with the bank. Um, uh, we've talked about it in connection with transition, um, but just in 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 good times, what's going on with the bank or what's going on with the company, and also in bad times. I think uh, many a bank has worked through difficult times with a client because, uh, uh, as we know, the the business isn't perfect, and so we you know the business cycles and business is difficult. So you know we I would always encourage people to just keep your banker informed. It's a real difference maker. Really love the tips, John, and, and great, great information for our listeners. I guess uh, you know it, it goes without saying that when you work with an individual as part of your team, and, and a banker is certainly a big part of the team, you want someone who will care about who you are, what your business is all about, maybe especially if it's a family business, about the, the well-being of your family well into the future. And, and that's when you want to uh, give John Martyr a call at First Bank. And John, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, just uh, through LinkedIn, I've got a, uh, you know, I'm John Martyr, um, LinkedIn, you can contact me through that. Uh, you know, we have a first, www.firstbanks.com um, is our, our website, and, um, you know, you can kind of see a little bit what we're about, but uh, I think LinkedIn is a great way if you don't have already have my my email information. It's a great way to uh, to connect. Uh, we, you know, we've got a we've got some very experienced bankers here um, for mid-sized businesses. Um, we've got and, and as you said, Bill, you know, the the access to um, you know the things that companies need, especially through provisors, is is invaluable. So we're very sensitive to providing that to our clients as well. Yeah, that impressed me very much that you have a full set of you have a full Swiss Army knife there of tools for these business owners. And uh, just to clarify, since it is radio, John Martyr, M A R D, as in uh, divine, E R M A R D E R. Uh, give him a call. It's it's worth a call. And uh, I know John, uh, I've visited you, and it's it's easy to find a place to duck into for lunch right around there. So uh, I sure hope people will get in touch with you and and learn more about how their bank can help them with the growth of their business and um, in the future of their business. So thank you once again for joining me, and I hope we can uh, expand on this interview at some time in the near future. Thank you very much, Bill. 
Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.